0: What's up, everybody? Are you ready to be fired up? Because I sure am. I've got Terrence Murphy here. He is out of Dallas. He's a former professional football player and he is about ready to light you up. If you wanna learn how he is doing over 900 transactions in a year, that's right, in a year, and he does it without driving himself crazy all the time, you wanna sit here and you wanna listen up. So we'll see you in a sec. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast, we say it like it is, and sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight, because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hey Terrence, welcome, super happy to have you, we just had a great chat before we even pushed play.
1: Yeah, we got we got a lot in coming. Both type A, both uh, driven and both focused, and like you said, both happily married. So we're, I'm excited to be on the on the show, and we're gonna have fun.
0: I know. Okay, so so talk to us. So tell me a little bit about your story. Um, how much business you're doing? You know, what does your team look like? Tell us. Tell us where what what your stats are.
1: Yeah. So last year we did right under 170. What well, right at 175 million in volume. We uh, my wife and I actually started the real estate brokerage when we were in our 20s. So I was 26 and she was 24, had no experience. Um, and we just decided, you know, I went to Williams for a year, left, started the brokerage and we've scaled it in less than right at eight years to a billion in sales. So we just we will hit a billion in sales this month and we're really proud of that. And then we're excited to announce we just moved over our, our you know, our top independent in central Texas to EXP.
0: Ooh, wonderful. Welcome. I'm an EXP organization as well, so I love fellow EXPers. Um, Our only thing, everyone, we wish we would have done it sooner. So if you're thinking about it, call Terrence or call myself, and we will tell you why you should be joining EXP. Okay, so what does your team look like, Terrence? And good job, by the way, a billion dollars in sales.
1: Yeah, so we had a brokerage, and so I ran kind of two models. I had my independent brokerage that I was the broker on. And led, led that team. And we brought over a lot of those people. And then I had my personal team. And so like we talked about earlier, my personal team, I usually had one or two assistants. And my best year as an individual agent while doing some of the things that I've done was 60 million in sales by myself. But now I'm really working on scaling that and getting out of production. And so right now I have five agents on my team. And so my personal team will do 100 million this year.
0: How many units? Can you tell me units? And The reason I say units is because, that and not not the leases, just homes, because I'm trying to put it into perspective for people because there's different price points. And so when you say units, people can, whether they it kind of, I feel like it's easier to, you know. So how many units is that? So five agents on your team, mm-hmm. close how many deals?
1: Yeah. So this year we're projected. So we're already at 60 million and um, we're probably due right around 400 deals. So our average sales price. It just kind of varies. It's not, I'm not in LA. I'm not in Beverly Hills, but we get after it. I mean, we really dominate the million dollar listings in our market.
0: 400 so the, deals with five, with a five person team. It's going to happen. Five agents. Good for you. That's awesome.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's the model. Now that I've moved over to EXP, I still have the people who came over my brokerage. So they're they're a part of my organization, but my model that I'm expanding is my personal team, which is the Terrence Murphy team. And so my goal is to plant 20 teams doing $50 million of team, and that's a billion a year in sales. And I'm already getting ready to plant one in Houston and one in Dallas and then one in Austin. So, I'm, so when I'm you ready. do
0: your – how does the teams work when you do your teams? Is it is – it when you're doing the teams, how does that team work as far as, like, splits and stuff? Because it's through the XP model, so they're still – are they on the $8,000 cap on the team?
1: Yes. The so – What I do with my team agents, I give them the choice. I tell them, do you want to be on a 16K cap? You want to be on an 8K cap? You want to be on a quarter cap of 4,000? Because I want them to have the possibility and opportunity to become an icon agent if they want to. Some of them want, you know, it's all about the agents. So some of them want a lower cap. So like a lot of my agents capped in a couple of weeks. Some of them say, you know, I want to build an icon. So I give them that opportunity, but everybody's on 50-50 splits on the team. 50-50 splits. Okay.
0: And you pay for all the leads. Do you take the... Overhead off the top and then give them their, their splits. Do you, do, you did, or they get no, 50%. Understand.
1: I go 50, 50, but we have transaction coordinator team. We have a marketing team. So we, we provide all the value, the leads. We expect them to get in and grind, make the phone calls, hold the you know, do open houses, all those things. But when you're on my personal team or you're an expansion partner on my team, you will be a part of a team that at minimum is going to do 50 million in volume per year.
0: That's mm-hmm. like our,
1: that's to me, like 50 million is like, like the the floor. So
0: give me an idea of the different types of things that you require them to do.
1: Yeah, so it's uh it's it's, it's funny that we even have this conversation cuz I was just talking to my expansion partner yesterday about this. Our biggest thing we want, right? We want agents that are hungry and want to work. Cuz a lot of times agents um you know that this is a quote that I want everybody to hear. A lot of us get into real estate because of the freedom that it provides people always say, oh, I got into real estate for the freedom. Well, the crazy thing is, it's the freedom of real estate that hurts agents. So really understanding how to time block, understanding how to grind and understanding how to have self-management is like so important. And like we talked about earlier, really the right mindset is what I focus on in the beginning. Because if you're going to be on my team, you're going to have to get after it. You're going to hold three or four open houses a month. You're going to make hundred calls a day. You're gonna do that. Like we have these KPIs, these key performance indicators that if you want to succeed on my team, you have to do this. And you make
0: them do a hundred calls a day.
1: And what day? about the
0: agent that says, Well, I'm too busy because we're doing 400 deals a month and there's only five agents. I'm too busy to make a hundred calls a day.
1: Great. I'll bring on 10 more agents then if I need to.
0: That will do, that will do it.
1: <laughs> it's like, okay, like I'm I'm like, I want you to eat as much as you want to eat, right? So if you're like, I'm just too busy, I'm doing too much production. And I had an agent come to me and tell me. Terrence, I love you. I love what we're doing, but you're giving me too many leads. I didn't even know that was possible that an agent could say they're getting too many leads. But when I heard that, I said, oh, great. Let me go hire three more agents next week. So your leads will go down and they'll go to somebody else.
0: So how, where are your lead, where are your agent, how, where are your leads coming from?
1: One of the things I've always done is early on, it was like 2010. I, I was a new agent. I bought Zillow leads. And after doing that for like 90 days, I said, never again. And so everything that that I've done has been organically. So we have a really circle, you know, prospecting strategy, expired listing strategy, open house strategy, new builder home strategy. We really use our builder and leverage it to bring more buyers in. Um, We also, social media is a big deal for us. And then our website, really just putting it the right strategic, uh, you know, meta tags and spider webbing things like that to just create organic leads. So we were at a point where we're producing um, right under 600 leads a month. And so it's a lot of calls they got to make, but obviously we know how leads are. They sign up on 15 different websites, but yeah, so we're producing it.
0: So tell me, give me an idea of your, what's your circle prospecting? Like, tell me how they, how it's set up, what you expect them to do, what, exactly what you do from A to Z. Teach it to me as if I have never even know what circle prospecting is.
1: Okay. All right. So you so Krista gets a listing or the team gets a listing. Right. One of the things the first things we do is we have it automatically in our back end where we can pull the listing down. It drags in all the information on a postcard so you don't have to manually do anything. You can just click the button and say, do I want to use the Google, you know, software or the algorithm that's on the back end to decide where I want to send the postcards. That's the first step. Right. So you, what can
0: software it, do you use for that. Uh, brevity, brevity, okay,
1: yeah. So, brevity has got power dollar, CRM, literally everything's on that thing. It's, 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 it's a machine, and so you can send out the postcards, right? That's the first step to your circle prospecting, right? Because we want to touch base, we want to put something in your hand first, and so we make sure we send out those postcards. So, let's say we get a million dollar listing, we hit all the addresses around it, and then especially. So your script can change. There's two ways your script can go. the
0: postcard is a just listed postcard. Here's what's coming to the market.
1: Correct. And then obviously there are some CTAs, which call to actions. I hate when realtors use acronyms. So anytime I use an acronym, I always tell people what it is. So we have a call to action on that postcard, right? So if you get the card, you know, want to know what your house is worth, interested in knowing, you know, how many, like we we put something on there that's going to try to draw you in, right? Um, and, And then there's a way that you can click the link because we now can text in, so you can text in, you know, TMTCS. And when you text that in, that'll automatically send your cell phone a direct website that you can just hit the button on your cell phone. And when you do that, we capture your information. So right out of the gate, we got so many people texting in on that deal. And then we start with that list of circle prospecting first. So I say, hey, Krista, I saw that you got a postcard last week um, about the listing on 3320 Sycamore Trail. I see that you're a couple houses down, you text in your information. So there's two people that come to you know our website, one, someone who wants to know what the competition is and getting ready to list their home. The other is, and I go through that script, right? So I'm trying to figure out who you are and why you text in. So that's one way to circle prospect, but it starts with the postcard and it starts with the text uh, app that we have set up. And there's a lot more to it, but that's kind of the, the, the progress. And then it just kind of keeps going from there. And it's just, it's just, a way for them to get out in front of people. Cause we're our ultimate goal. We always tell people we will outwork any agent in our market, but we're not just telling you we're able to map out and show you. So me being a pro athlete, I'm gonna show you the playbook as a seller, exactly what I'm gonna do to sell your home and all the things that I'm doing that no other agents are doing in the market.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So you're calling, you're sending out the just listed card. There's a texting feature on it. People that are texting that texting feature uh, are either sellers or buyers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you have people calling them. So they're not just they're not just pulling a list and calling you know, 100 homes close to the house. Or are yeah. they doing that too?
1: They're also doing that too. Yeah.
0: And what's the script? What do they say to those people?
1: So there's two ways we split that up. One, we make sure we look at the history of the property. Because if you've listed before, right? We want to know if you've listed before. Because one of the things I always, I'm always blown away with agents when I coach them is we have the data at this point. Why are we blindly making phone calls? Like I always ask agents that. You don't need to run into the fray, into the fire blindly. Like there's like, we're not firemen. Like take your time, do your research, set it up on your spreadsheet or set it up on your CRM. And then you can, you know, cause you can set up on this backend filters. So as you drag in the data, you go and put your filters in. So you can pull and see, okay, uh, let's just say of these 50 people that I'm gonna call 10 of these people listed their house, seven of them sold, three of them were expired. And so you kind of know, and you want to put them in two paths. You either listed before and didn't sell, or you listed and you're a new homeowner, or you just, you know, you want to put them in those pipelines. And we have a couple of scripts for each one of those. Gotcha.
0: Okay. I love it. Okay. So give me one of the scripts. What are the scripts?
1: Yeah. Similar to what I said earlier. So, and and I always tell people when when my agents call, get them in, you got to dictate the path that you want to put them on. It's just like an open house script, just like a, and the script is you're one of two things, right? You either want to know what your house is worth and what's happening in your neighborhood and what, what things, you know, are selling for, or you are interested in me coming out and telling you what your house is worth? So you're trying to get that information because if you're a seller, you're only one of two things. The other one would be, you're thinking about trading up or moving and how and why. And so you're a buyer who's looking to sell. So you want to know what your house is worth or you're ready to sell so you're moving away or you're getting ready to sell to buy something else i left there after a year and a half started tm5 properties my independent brokerage and here we are today you know merging with exp
0: wow that's a crazy cool story yeah i like you even more now (laughs) i like to begin with but now i like you even more (laughs) oh well you can tell you're a hustler it's just it's funny i mean Certain people I feel like just have that work ethic and it's like a work ethic thing, you know, because I am a worker. Like I just, I love work, I enjoy work. It's sadly to say, it's like a kind of a hobby for me and I don't need help being motivated. I'm just naturally, I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm naturally motivated. And there's times where I just don't feel like doing anything but it's like, I'm just, I'm a grinder like, like you, you know I wonder if that's a, tra- a trait that can be trained. I don't know.
1: It's not. It's not not a trait that can be trained. I've studied a lot of not only high net worth individuals, but a lot of like type A, like overachievers. And we have to protect ourselves from ourselves, right? I remember my coaches used to bring me in the weight room and I never got into anything. Like I wouldn't say I was perfect. Like I had a lot of fights in college because I just had zero tolerance for people. Um, But one of the things that I learned is they're like, dude, you're overtraining. So I would get in trouble for working too much, like working out too much. And so I didn't have much to go home to. My, I would go home and see my mom for Christmas breaks, things like that. And then I would go right back to college. So I would be like the only football player in the weight room. Everybody else would be at home. And so they couldn't wrap their mind around it. But there was just the way I'm wired. That's just who we are. And that's the thing people don't understand. At this point in our lives, Christi, it's not about success. It's about the process. We just yeah. enjoy the process of pursuing and hunting like. It's, it's not, oh, well, you only played in the NFL to make money. I'm like, I only made money in the NFL for one year. I got injured my rookie year.
0: Are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't want to miss out on our intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam-packed, full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily trainings so that you can actually utilize them into your business. We're gonna give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients. So let's go. What are you waiting for? Register now. Can't wait to see you there. And let's transform your business. So that means I'll play for teams. That's, uh, that's gotta be mentally hard too, because here you are working your whole life towards it. And then you're, that is so sad. I am so sorry. That's just, that had to be heartbreaking. Number two draft, my, I'm not even like football, but I know that's good.
1: Yeah, it was good, yeah.
0: Real good. good, yeah.
1: Yeah. I and mean, that's you know, like
0: not just good. That's like freaking you're like this.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I was, um, you know, I was a I was the face of Texas a and football. I mean, Johnny Menzel won the Heisman. People know who he is. I didn't win the Heisman. But at the time, you know, I was one of the top draft picks, top guys. But I will tell you, you know, it, I've learned a lot from that process. It really, really brought me to my core of who I was. And when you talk about coming away and coming out of that experience and having to rebuild yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically, all three, most of the time people go through physical things. Sometimes people go through mental things, but I had to do spiritually, mentally, and physically. And it it made me the machine I am today for sure.
0: Yeah, you can do anything. So, okay. So, you know, one thing I actually need help with. Is I need help with um uh like I'm great I'm I'm great at coaching my my coaching students right and I can hold them accountable and i but I have difficulty because I am coaching 99.9 percent of the time with holding my own real estate team accountable right mm-hmm. What are your like What are what are your How do you hold people accountable? Any yeah. pointers for me on that?
1: Yeah, I do got some wisdom from you. Well, because I'm gonna tell you what the first thing I would give you. I guarantee you this is what you struggle with because we have a very similar personality, I can tell. Type A, high D drivers, they see the world from their perspective and they think that everybody thinks like them, right? So you give a task and you just expect for it to be done with that same focus and discernment and energy. And when people don't do it to the level in which you expect them to do it, you don't relate at all. So it's tough, for you to, it's tough for you to hold people accountable because you don't understand that mindset because that's not who you are. And so I kept running into that same issue. I just expect that everybody's going to be passionate and want to be an overachiever just like me. So when I give them a task or I give them a strategy or I give them a process, I'm like, hey, here's the process. And in my mind, my job is done. I gave you the tools. Yeah. I, <laughs> like run with it. But what I've learned is that's not everybody, right? And so what you got to do and what I've really grown and tried to grow in as a leader. And Adam Hergenrother actually taught me this. He's a real estate professional also. Sharp, sharp dude. Three things we got to do as visionaries and as type A people. One, we have to create vision. Like what's the why behind me needing you to do what I ask you to do? You know, like, hey, dude, I put 20 years in building this team. Like I built a brand. I have a process. I have a team in place. And by you not doing that, here's the why on how it's affecting me and how it makes me not only feel, but how it's affecting the bottom line and how it's affecting the 20 years of blood, sweat and tears that I took for me to build this. I really try to get into the why. And and then 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 people get to really get behind the vision of it. Right. So vision is key. Then clarity. Have I really created clarity for my team? Like, am I really telling you why and how and I give you the steps on how to do it? Right. So what's that clarity? And then the last piece is removing any.
0: Obstacles. Meet my dad. This is my dad. Hey, my dad. Oh, my God. You have that wig on. Hey dad, <laughs> the number two pick for the Green Bay Packers out at of a, at a college. He's number right? two pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and then man. what happened was he he got his first year. Got paralyzed, but oh now, but he worked through it, and but he is not that suck. But he's oh. such an awesome guy. I'm interviewing him. Give me ten more minutes. Okay, I
1: love you. Nice to meet you, brother. <laughs> See you later.
0: Okay, sorry. I, he, my dad's in the back in the background. the mirror, like with this is being funny. Um, okay, so <laughs> the, okay, so so vision. So your vision or their vision?
1: Your vision. You're the visionary. You're the you're the leader. You're the you're the driver. So your vision, then clarity, then remove any obstacles. So once you do those three things, then now you can say, "Okay, I've given you vision. I've given you the why. I've given you clarity. I've removed removed any obstacles. Why are you not doing what I ask?" And then I'm going to give you a metric. If you don't do this, we're not going to even need to get to the end of the quarter or end of the year. You create a scorecard, and that's where EOS comes in. That's where you need to read that scorecard. So I have a weekly scorecard. So we have 20 companies that we're running. I can look at all of them on scorecards. I don't even need to go meet. Remember,
0: you were going to talk about EOS. What's EOS again?
1: EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System. It's a suite of books. I actually got it sitting on my library. So Traction, Rocket Fuel. I read all these. What is EOS? It's Gino Wigman's suite. But the difference is like a lot of times people try to implement it on their own. We went ahead and just buckled down and hired an implementer. So a lady who's a process guru to come in and help us put these systems in place. Mm. And, it, and it forced us to be accountable and it forced us to think outside the box. And I'm a, I'm a chameleon. Like if you let me watch you long enough, I will be able to do exactly what you do. So I watch people and then I kind of change it, make it my own. And then I go out and do it. And she really helped us put those systems in place. But EOS is a, is a great tool, but the, one of the tools, cause it has, I want to say it has 22 tools or 20 tools, but one of the tools is the scorecard. That scorecard, here's the thing I'll tell you. So a P&L is reactive. That means by the time it's on your P&L, it's already happened.
0: Yeah. And and also, whatever you track grows. So when you score something, you whatever you score, what you track, it grows.
1: There you go. So we create a basic scorecard for you. You don't need to wait to the end of the quarter to know what's happening. You can look at the scorecard on a weekly basis and see, okay, my team didn't make a thousand phone calls this week. My team didn't hold four open houses. Well, I need the open houses in order to attract more buyers, in order to convert them to more appointments. It's all a domino effect. So I don't need to get to the end of the month and feel like, well, we didn't hit our numbers for volume and units. Our size is what we call it in College Station because I can just look at the weekly scorecard and know that if we're not doing these things, it's like what you put in, you get out.
0: So you Goodbye. expect them to do four open houses a month, three to four, a hundred calls a day. What else do you expect them to do? So you said you block their time. So What's the, what's their day look like? Tell me you know what their day looks like.
1: Morning power up, which o'clock. is for how long? Thirty minutes.
0: And morning power up is when they're doing what?
1: Yep. So we morning power up. We actually just transitioned into clubhouse because this is it's been cool just to jump on there and do it that way. Um, but yeah, we jump on clubhouse whether they're in the office or at of office. And one of the things I don't do is I don't micromanage people. i give you the process. You either do it or you don't. Uh, If you don't, no hard feelings. We'll move you to to another group. But if you're going to be on my team, this is how we do it. So morning power up, 8 o'clock, we get in. We do our quote of the day. We have different people leave. And then we do role play. So today we're going to role play buyer appointments, open houses, expires, whatever the hell, right? And so we role play for about 10, 15 minutes. And then we close in the last 10 minutes with what's your win? For today, so every day I yeah. So and then yeah, you just do your you know you do your win. So what's your win? And then what's your intention for today? We jump out. So then that's kind of their morning power up, kind of motivation. Are we all good? And if we have, we call it, um, you know, if there's something that like a key thing that we need to do today, here's what we need to do. Out. And then they get in there and get into their CRM. And there's a thing that we have, we call it uh, brevity top ten. So there's a ten things that I don't have memorized. Um, but there's 10 things that they need to be doing. So if I have sellers, are they set up on market reports? If I have leads that came in over the last 24 hours, have I accepted them, put them on property alerts and done these things within the back end? And our goal is to have their day planned from 8.30 to 11.30. And then the rest of the day is on you. You just come so in and go in the morning.
0: So they come in and grind in the morning, like they're making their phone calls. That They have to do that every day, 8.30 to 11.30 on the phones, calling, doing that. And then they're going on appointments and doing that kind of thing.
1: But in the evening, we don't we don't like they do whatever they need to do appointments, go get the nails done, whatever. We just make your phone calls. Do We call it our BOP. It's called BOP 150. So um, it's Brivity Top 10. It's the open houses. It's your pendings. I'm dropping the ball with the other P is. And then the 150. Actually, it's 150 calls. So 150 called, calls a day. Yep.
0: Oh, man, that's crazy. I can tell you I've never made any more than 10 calls. Like, I've never done outbound calling ever in my entire life. I, I work yeah. totally from attraction-based marketing, like never. Yeah.
1: It's not your personality. And see, here's the thing. We have a database of over 35,000 leads just on this one team. And when people are set up and get, in the- like, there's so many leads coming back in, asking questions, we need people calling these people. And so at some point, we've tried the ISAs. But that transition from the ISA to our team members has always been a struggle. Uh, the ISAs don't really know what's going on with Terrence and Erica. They wouldn't, didn't meet them at the open house. And so we've always had a, like, a lot of botched handoffs. So we just got back to saying, hey, you guys know how to make the calls. If we're going to offload all this other stuff for you, like even on their open houses, they don't do anything. They literally just show up and bring cookies. Everything else is done. They got a little bucket they bring. Everything else is done for them.
0: I get it. I, that's exactly how it is for my team too. Yeah. We, they, we do everything. It's like, all you got to do is show up and answer the phone, talk to other agents about your listings and talk to the seller about the listings. That's it.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, And we've created the other ancillary businesses around it. Like we have this uh, company, it's a maintenance company. It's called Ag Maintenance. So when we negotiate a repair amendment, once again, we're able to hand it back off. Yeah. Instead of me going out meeting the plumber and me going out meeting this person, me going out doing that, I'm really being a property manager, which in Texas, they're cracking down on it because agents should not be coordinating repairs and doing that kind of stuff. We have a team that actually goes and does the repairs for our sellers and then they give them a bid. So instead of Krista and Terrence going out as an agent, going back and forth from the house after repairs, because we think we're bringing value to our client and adding service, which in reality, we're getting in the way and we're running the risk of getting sued. We have a team that does all the maintenance repairs and make ready for our listings. We have a make ready team. And then we have a repair team for when we negotiate repair amendments.
0: Man, this is awesome! I I, I want to keep going, and I don't. I'm gonna have to interview you again and have a part two. So hey, <laughs> part
1: two. I know you're busy. Seriously, man. we're gonna do part
0: two because yeah. I, I want to talk to you. More. I love this, everyone. Terrence here with EXP, Terrence Murphy. This was amazing. Great work. He's gonna be doing his own coaching. He's taking on between five and 20 people and uh, go, good stuff. Obviously, I'm a coach too, and I wouldn't say that unless I absolutely meant it and believed it and just awesome. Um, thank you so much for your time. How would you like to, how can people get a hold of you if they if they want to get in touch with you? And what's yeah, your podcast so, called?
1: Yeah, so my podcast is called The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy and it's on Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever. I just started it, but we just hit 10,000 downloads in the first couple of months. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that was good until my podcast guy told me that. Um, so we're bringing on people doing that, and then my Instagram is just Terrence Realtor, so T E R R E N C E, because most people put A and A, like I can't find you. Because yes, yes, two R's, three E's. and so Terrence Realtor, and then my enterprise website is just TerrenceMurphy.com, and it's got a lot of what I'm doing in the community and my other companies on that site. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. We, my wife got to hear you in Cabo. We're excited to be a part of EXP. We're going to blow this thing up. But yeah, I'm looking for, we're going to expand. Like I said, we're looking for 20 expansion partners. We're going to get them to 50 million per team and go blow this thing up.
0: Yes, Terence, you have been a joy. I had such a good time. And I re- when I say that, like, I really mean it. <laughs> You're the only appointment I had today. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, so yeah. thank you for your time. We appreciate you. And I will, I'm going to text you and I wanna, we're going to get you back on. And I know I'm on yours in July. You, I can't get on there until July. You must be busy, dude.
1: That thing is getting, it's picking up. It's getting crazy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, but All I'll right. see you in though. So. Okay. Perfect. I'll text you. All
1: right. See you soon. Okay.
0: Bye, everyone. Thanks for being here. Remember, Thanks. implementation is key, not enough just to learn. And make it a great day. And thank you so much for your time. Bye.